0: Hi, I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to episode 28 of the Simply Convivial Audio Blog. This is the Simply Convivial Audio Blog, short but meaty focus sessions to help you keep your head in the game as a homeschooling mom. So why such a strange name? What does convivial mean anyway? It means that our attitude as we do life together with our kids matters. Our attitude has to be convivial, full of life, festive, and good-humored. Season 5 will be all about why we need conviviality and how to get it. Choosing conviviality or perpetuating a pity party. Is happiness an emotion that is reserved for those who have an easy life? Right now, I have a child who thinks that happiness is a life without math drill pages. And he's onto something, that misery is dragging one's feet and taking three hours to do what should take one three minutes. However, the cause and effect might be different than what he thinks it is. As J.M. Barry wrote, the secret of happiness is not in doing what one likes, but in liking what one has to do. And do I not take three hours to do what should take me three minutes also? I can be amused or frustrated with the reluctant, petulant child who is inflicting his misery on himself until I realize that I do the same thing. It's easy to tell him, look, This same sheet took you five minutes last week. You're being ridiculous. Just do it instead of complaining about it, and you'll be done. And then I go around the house, seeing piles of stuff to deal with, laundry to be folded, a basket of random stuff that I don't want to think about, a cupboard that I'm afraid to open for fear of the avalanche of papers and pencils and random bits, the crumbs and spills left in drawers, the crumbs and spills left on the floor— I see all that I could do or should do, and instead of just doing something, I stare out of the window or at the computer screen. I, too, wallow and dawdle instead of getting down to business. I know that if I spend 15 minutes, I could make significant progress in any one of those areas that bother me, but I have excuses, some valid, some not. I don't feel guilty for not doing the things that I have to do. I feel persecuted that I have things to do. The pesky homekeeping tasks that should all just evaporate and leave me be. Leave me to do whatever I want, whatever I feel like, all day. Stupid housework. Down with housework. Up with play. Housework is boring. Just like those mad math doodles my son has written on his math page. Yes, I can roll my eyes at my recalcitrant child. Yes, I could roll my eyes at my recalcitrant child, but then I'd be looking right at myself. So I need to hear myself what I told him and what his father told him. Look, you're choosing a bad attitude. If you choose to focus and get this done in even 15 minutes, 15 minutes is not a long time, and then you'd be done. And once you're all done, you'll realize that it wasn't so bad. I can do anything for 15 minutes, even mop a floor. And then on the other side of that clean floor, I realize that mopping isn't so hard. It's getting off my rear end that's hard. Mopping, laundry, putting things away is never as onerous as my procrastinating imagination makes them out to be. I can choose to wallow in my imagination and in my pity party, or I can choose to ignore that perception that I know is actually false. It is a choice, regardless of how inevitable my feelings feel. This is obvious when it's someone else's woes, like taking three hours over simple math facts. But it's less clear when it's one's own woes. The next day, my son woke up saying, I have a better plan for today, actually doing my schoolwork. And so I, too, have a better plan for today. And now it's time for this season's Simple Sanity Saver, Homeschool Checklists for Kids. Checklist tasks can't be vague, especially for kids. So often, we know what we mean when we write down practice piano or complete math page, but what exactly must be done before it can be checked off turns out to be more of a mystery to the kids than seems reasonable. The more clear and specific you can be on the checklists, the better. Don't use shorthand or vague tasks unless you are also prepared to follow up before and after with clear guidance every day. And doesn't that negate the benefit of giving them a checklist in the first place? Before you hand a checklist to a child, make sure and go over everything with them and clarify and ask them for questions. Then do watch and clarify the first week and every once in a while after that. What you thought was clear might not be clear for your kids, or they might have strong differing opinions about what done looks like, or they might love to negotiate and think everything is up for debate every time. Be aware of those tendencies in your kids and follow up more often with them. Some kids will take that checklist and follow it to a T, but those types are rarer than the others. Check out my free reference with five tips for using checklists in your home school at simplyconvivial.com audio. But you might also want to check out the personality resources that I have that will help you determine what approach will be best with each of your children. You can find that at simplifiedorganization.com personality. Thank you for listening to the Simply Convivial audio blog. If you enjoyed this show, please leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. You can also hit the share button on the show notes to share this episode with your Facebook friends. At simplyconvivial.com slash audio, you can find all the episodes and also sign up to get an email when a new one comes out. Remember, education is repentance. Repent, rejoice, repeat.